What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Will Clemente is a finance major at East Carolina University. He has quickly become one of my favorite writers on all things Bitcoin, including deep dives on various on-chain analytics. You can subscribe to Will's new email newsletter in the link in the description. In this conversation, we discuss this week's price sell-off, on-chain metrics, who is selling, who is buying, and much, much more. I really enjoyed this conversation with Will, and I hope you do as well. Before we get into this episode, though, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. First up is LMAX Digital. This is a new sponsor, so pay attention. LMAX Digital is the number one institutional crypto exchange, offering clients the deepest pool of crypto liquidity on the planet, underscored by a 100% uptime track record through volatility spikes. Leveraging LMAX Group's liquidity relationships and ultra-low latency technology, LMAX Digital is the market-leading solution for institutional crypto trading and custodial services. They feature a central limit order book streaming Spot Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash, all paired with the US dollar, the euro, and yen. Just cross-connect at Equinix LD4 or over the internet to execute your crypto trading strategy with precision. LMAX Digital, secure, liquid, and trusted. You can learn more at lmaxdigital.com slash pomp. I'm a huge fan of this business. I've had the CEO on the podcast before. lmaxdigital.com slash pomp. Go check it out and let me know what you think. Next up are my friends at Remote. Remote allows you to employ people in other countries legally and easily. They take care of international payroll, employee benefits, tax headaches, and all the paperwork for local compliance. Forget about location and hire the best person for every open role using Remote. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. Whether you're a major corporation or a small startup, Remote has the tools and resources to help you at a price you can afford. Even better, listeners get a special deal. Sign up for Remote today and receive 50% off your first employee for the first three months. Check out remote.com slash POMP and enter promo code POMP to get started. If you have employees anywhere in the world, get on remote, remote.com slash POMP, enter promo code POMP to get started. Absolute no brainer. Last but not least is Revolut. I've partnered with Revolut, which is a finance app in the United States and the UK that say they're the simplest way for retail investors to access crypto. They're putting their money where their mouth is. You can sign up, make three card transactions, and you'll get $15 for free. That's right, 15 bucks. What can you do with the $15? You can exchange it for Bitcoin or any of the other tokens Revolut supports. Yep, they are crypto enabled. These guys have made it easier to get some skin in the game. And as usual, when you move your money from fiat to crypto, your capital is at risk. So sign up now through revolut.com slash pomp to get a $15 reward and put them to the test. Again, revolut.com slash pomp to get a $15 reward and check out Revolut. Revolut has come to the United States in a big way. If you're a retail investor, go check it out. Make sure you check out Remote. And if you're an institutional investor looking to get better trading execution, go check out LMAX Digital. All right, let's get into this episode with Will. Hope you enjoy this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. 
you should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, guys, bang, bang. I'm here with Will. We're going to break down this on-chain metrics. How you doing, man? I'm good, Pomp. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Let's just jump right into it. It seems like uh, after two weeks ago when price was going absolute crazy, felt like it was just dropping uh, and there was no floor. Now all of a sudden we get in a situation where there's a little bit of relief and Bitcoin has come back. Uh, so maybe just give us a quick overview. Like what did you see in those on-chain metrics uh, this week? Yeah, sure. So I guess we can just kind of roll through, you know, give kind of a, a high level overview of the newsletter we put out uh, this morning. So, you know, I think it's some key takeaways from the, you know, what we put out this morning and, and just kind of the general trends through the week are, you know, first of all, there's, there's, you know, a clear rotation from short-term holders to long-term holders, um, which which is interesting, um, especially in comparison to trends in previous uh, cycles, which we'll get into. Um, exchange flows have kind of reversed. Uh, last week we were talking about how, we, we had seen a lot of coins moving on to exchanges before, you know, Wednesday's dump. Um, but I think now we're starting to see, you know, no, no, nothing crazy, but those coins, um, we're, we're now seeing net outflows from exchanges, uh, which which is showing we're, we're in somewhat of accumulation. Um, and then also we're seeing new entities coming onto the network, um, which we had been trending down and new entities coming onto the network for perhaps the last month or so. So seeing that in the last week, um, last last two weeks is, is really showing that um, new entities are probably getting attracted by lower prices. Uh, and then the last thing, it, it, uh, miners are, are not accumulating as heavy as they had been. Um, I think for the entire time that we've been doing this, we've, we've consistently been talking about how miners are accumulating more and more, um, but we've actually kind of seen a, a plateau in that behavior. Um, so, so, so for some like kind of short term, uh, you know, support resistance zones. I think one big one uh, above us is the 200-day moving average, which is around like 40,000, 750, 41,000. Um, and then also 50,000, obviously, and then 53K, and then obviously 59 to 60K. Um, and those are, I think, kind of confluence between technical supports and on-chain supports based off of, based off of volume. Um, and then to the downside, I think, um, you know, 30K, obviously, but then if, if we lost 30K, I don't see a, a lot of support between 30K and, and 20K. Um, and, and so the, those are the two main zones that I'm looking to the downside. But we're really just kind of chopping in this range. Got it. Let's talk a little bit about these accumulation addresses. I, I think a lot of people don't actually know what those are and then what they've been doing over the last uh, week or so. So maybe just start with like, what is an accumulation address? Yeah, so uh, accumulation addresses are addresses that have received at least two funds. Um, I mean, at least two transactions inbound. So I, I think Glassnode does that because by by using two instead of one inbound transactions, it kind of eliminates like one one-time use addresses, right? Um, so it, it's people basically that are buying Bitcoin, moving moving more BTC into the address, but aren't moving any out, um, and so. There's that, but then there's also the balance of those addresses. So um, I think you need to look at both of those things because, you know, those accumulation addresses might be going up, but the balance in the accumulation addresses might be sideways or it might be down, which is showing 
it's it's more retail coming on um, versus if you see the the balance in the in the addresses really having a strong leg up in, in confluence with the accumulation addresses going up, then I think that shows that there's some larger entities. Um, but you know, in the last seven days, we've seen about seven. Let's see, I have down seven thousand four hundred thirty um, new addresses in the last seven days. So it, it's looking like there there's some new, um, you know, at, at least in the short to midterm kind of people that, that are, you know, scooping up these coins at these levels. Um, they aren't necessarily swing trading, but, you know, they're just, they're just kind of accumulating. Perhaps maybe they're, they're, they're just looking to, you know, capture a bounce up into 50 Ks, but they're not, they're not uh, selling very short term. Um, and, and then, you know, over time, we'll see if some of these accumulation addresses become long-term holders. Uh, but for now, yeah, they're, they're not selling. Um, the accumulation and like the, the addresses, all together, they've, they've added 47,270 new coins to, to their holdings. So um, I, I think that, that that's healthy to see, like we were just saying, the, the balance go up in, in confluence um, with the addresses. Got it. And so it feels like in, in uh, some way you've got, one, these accumulation addresses, lots of those now being able to be identified on chain. And then most of the coins that are being sold are between like one day old and uh, one month old or one week old. And so this seems to be more traders that are actually anyone who is selling is more of a trader. Yeah, um, I, you're seeing a lot of selling from, you know, more than usual from uh, coins under 24 hours. Um you know, these are coins that are being moved in and out and it's, you know, really just, just traders moving in and out of the market. So I think seeing this, seeing this spike in, in the younger cohort selling, I think this is kind of showing that traders aren't really um, confident at these price levels in either direction, because we've really just been trading in this call it, you know, 32, 33 K um, and, you know, 40 K at the top of the range, we've just been trading in that little channel Um since, since the crash. So I, I think it, it's just showing that a lot of these guys are just kind of swing trading, buying it, buying it, you know, at the support at the bottom and then trimming at resistance. And I think, you know, I've, I've talked to a couple traders over the last few days. I had this guy on one of my, I do the Twitter spaces and um, his name's crypto cred. Um, but he, he's really good with the TA. And he was saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, myself and, and other people that um, I know that are technical traders, we're just waiting for, uh, confirmation to the upside. We're not going to, you know, try to try to, it, they're okay with giving up some of the upside in, in return for being confident in their entry. Um, so I think right, right now people are kind of hesitant to, to go long um, or, or, you know, short for that matter. I think people are just waiting for the market to kind of make a decision. And then like the futures open interest is, is pretty flat too. So I think that's showing people are kind of hesitant to jump back into the market after, you know, last week. Got it. And so it does seem like while the traders don't really know should they be long or short and, and they're kind of doing more of the uh, the short term optimization, long term holders seem to be drastically still accumulating. Right, People who don't care about short term price movement seem to be unmoved by any of this price volatility and they're actually taking the opportunity to buy more. Yeah. And, and you know, the, I think it's really interesting because at the same time, we have we have the long term holders that have been adding to their you know holdings over the last seven days. And then when you look, you know, it's, it's almost like inversely correlated. The, the, the short term holders um, have been trending down. So you get this. And, you know, I don't know if this is a really good thing, because obviously you, you want to continually, you know, have coins move to people who aren't going to sell. But 
I, I think it would be nice to see some some new market participants come in and stay. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's a that's a great thing. Um, obviously, in in terms of you know building up that that base of of coins um, in terms of price, but just in terms of adoption, I think it it, it would be better to see new you know new entities come on. Um, but I mean that, that's not that's not the end of the world. But I think what what's interesting is. You know, when when we get to the previous, like at the top of cycles, um, you start to see, you know, retail really overtake um, a lot of the movement um, in, in, you know, in and out of exchanges and, and volume and things like that. Um, and, and they start to uh, tick up a larger portion of supply. And at the same time, you see the longer term holders sell off. And then in the bear market, you see the opposite. All the short term speculators move out because Bitcoin went down 80 percent. And, you know, when we get to the bottom um, of the bear, that's that's peak when when long term holders are accumulating because they've been through multiple um, cycles. So I think it's interesting right now that you're seeing, and and this is one thing that if if I had to look at something that was that looked like a top, it would be this because um, you're starting to see the long term holders um, take up a larger portion of supply again, while short term holders are um, are are trending down, meaning you know they're, they're selling. Where you know in in previous cycles it, it it's almost like these lines had had crossed where where you know short term holders really ramp up their holdings and long term holders begin to kind of sell into the strength you know mid to into the later phases of the bull market so that's something I'm keeping my eye on because that's not something that's happened in, in previous cycles where midway through the cycle um, you've seen the short term speculators step out while the long term holders are you know. Uh, coming in and, and scooping up those coins, but for, you know, this prolonged of a period of time, I, I just think that's interesting. What do you think the ramifications of that would be? Does that signal maybe potentially a bigger bull market, a longer bull market, maybe not a crash, uh, you know, at some point in the future, or we don't know yet? Yeah, um, I, I think it, it, it's showing that we're we're building this, this stronger base up. Um, obviously, you know, it, it's not great for the adoption, like I said, but I, in terms of the coins, you know, uh, being locked up and, and building up this floor, I think that this is good um, in, in that sense. So, yeah, I think if if this, you know, if this continues and, and coins continually are moving to um, these these long term holders, uh, perhaps we're, we're in this, you know, strong accumulation zone. Um, but it's just a question of can well, you know, if, if, if that were the case, um, how you know how long are they able to kind of hold the floor while while new sellers are are moving out um, and and you know what's the offset between the, those two forces? But um, I, I think it's I think it's kind of neutral. Um, I just I think if you if you see um, continued accumulation by um, long term holders and this trend continues now, where I'm seeing this this reversal where where the short term holders are are selling off and long term holders are continuing to add. Um, I think perhaps the, the structure of the like the underlying forces behind the cycle are, are perhaps different than previous ones. Got it. And so what else are you seeing on the on-chain metrics? There's some stuff around like entity growth that you wrote about. Yeah. So um, Glassnode has this metric called net entities growth. And you can basically just think of it as like net user growth on the network. Um, so Glassnode kind of the, you know, forensically uh, clusters different addresses into what they believe looks like a, a certain entity. So an entity can be a person, a corporate treasury, an investment fund, what just looks like one, um, one, one 
group or, or one, you know, and I don't know another synonym for entity, but I think that's pretty straightforward, honestly, <laughs> but they, they subtract, um, the new, the new entities coming on the network from entities that have no balance and, and they, they look dormant. So there's no action coming from them for a prolonged period of time. Um, and then also they have no, no BTC. Um, so they subtract that difference and then you get net entities growth. Um, we, that had actually been trending down over the past call it month or so. Um, and, but, but now over the last week and a half, two weeks, you've seen a, a new leg up in that. So um, I, it's overall, it still looks like it's it's in a downtrend, but we have seen like this really sharp, almost V-shaped recovery in, in the new entities coming on the network. Um, so perhaps this is retail because retail, retail uh, the, the smaller entities call it like 0.001 to one BTC, those are trending up um, in, in terms of how much supply they're holding. And then also the number of whales is trending down. So to, to say that, that the new entities are, you know, you're seeing this leg up in new entities while there's a move down in the number of new whales coming onto the network. To me, that shows that it's, it's, it's you know, uh, retail or, or um, holders with, with, this, with smaller amounts. Got it. And then talk a little bit in terms of the um, idea of selling at a loss on aggregate versus actually coming back to break even as uh, people offload some of these uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. So th this is a metric called SOPR. It's something that we've we've touched on in, in previous pods. Um, it's basically the the aggregate uh, profit loss of, of the market on any given day. Um, when when you see the market at, at a loss on on aggregate, it it's something that's not not so common in a bull market because people aren't going to be willing to to sell at a loss when you know when bitcoin is going parabolic but when it, whenever we do see these dips into you know where, where the market's selling at a loss it usually doesn't stay down there for a long period of time um and, and we're actually seeing a, a pretty sharp recovery in that where the market's now back in in net profit no longer in net loss um so i think that that's kind of showing this this rebound in whoever was going to kind of capitulate because, you know, what we had last Wednesday was really a, a capitulation and then um, a liquidation. Um, so I, I think whoever was going to capitulate, it, it appears that they've already done so. Got it. And then what about uh, kind of miners? What were they doing this week? Yeah. So, you know, for a while we had been talking about how the miners were stacking really hard and they just kept adding to their positions over the last, you know, month and a half. Um, but what what I've seen on chain in the last mm, call it you know ten days or so is is you know this this plateau in in uh, miners accumulating. Um, so Glassnode looks at you know all the the miner balances. They have a metric called miner unspent supply, and so you know right around May tenth um, it kind of topped out, and since then we've just kind of been going sideways, um, which is I guess I guess market neutral because. Um, you know they're not they're not accumulating as heavily as they had been, but they're not dumping necessarily either. But you know I have seen a lot of selling coming from Chinese miners, which is interesting because um, I heard some talks about you know China, the CCP uh, cracking down on on different uh, mining pools, um, and then also something about the the wet season and, the, and they have to move their um, you know their their uh, machines to you know a, a different location. Um, I'm not, I might be misquoted on that, but 
Um, it, it, it definitely is, is showing a lot of selling coming from these Chinese miners, particularly one is uh, Poolin, which I looked up was the, the second largest um, Chinese pool um, for miners. So uh, I, I think that's interesting. It, I definitely um, contribute a little bit to some of the selling last Wednesday. There's a big spike in, in uh, coins moved uh, to exchanges from Poolin. Um, but it, it, I'm seeing this, this trend in um, selling from, from Chinese miners over the last week. Got it. And then what about uh, the actual Bitcoin on the exchanges? It seems like that was a little bearish last week, but uh, may have uh, have flipped this week. Yeah, um, you know, I think for the entire cycle, there had been this this narrative kind of driving, uh, you know, at, at least from the data side that, you know, the coins are being moved off the exchanges and then they're moving into deep cold storage, never to resurface again. Um, but it, you know, over the last month or so, we've, we've really started to see these coins come back on exchanges in a big way. Um, and especially leading up to last Wednesday, we saw a lot of coins moving on to exchanges, um, which was kind of this early sign that perhaps we were getting ready for this dump, especially in, in the hours leading up to, uh, you know, call it Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, but, you know, af after, when after Wednesday, we're starting to see that kind of reverse. So, um, I, th I think we kind of touched this at the beginning, but, it, you know, they're not necessarily super bullish. Like we're not seeing these massive amounts of coins coming off exchanges, but they're no longer um, net inflows to exchanges. So it is showing that people are, are taking coins off at, at a uh, bigger rate than, than the people are moving coins onto exchanges. So I think, you know, that's just showing some accumulation, but it, it doesn't look like there's any um, crazy capitulation coming um you know, in, in the short term, just based off of that, because it seems like people are now accumulating again slowly. Got it. And so would it be fair to say that kind of in summary, uh, you know, two weeks ago, things were uh, a little bit more uncertain than they are now. Definitely, there was a lot more selling, some capitulation. This week, it seems like while we're not completely out of the woods, uh, things are more positive, looking like there's been some relief or recovery. Um, and ultimately, uh, the bull market is still intact and it's got a lot more room to run. Yeah, I think um, we're in this interesting zone here where, you know, it, it, the short term price action is, is definitely could go either way. Um, but it, yeah, I think it, it's starting to show some, some promising signs, um, especially after Wednesday. Um, we're, we're definitely seeing at, at least this kind of relief bounce here, um, but I, I still remain bullish for the longer term cycle, I think. Um, you know, I, I, this is just kind of a, this big consolidation um, and this, this big shakeout that I still see is going higher based off of kind of the, the, the broader metrics. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, in, I, in the short term, I remain kind of uh, optimistic, but skeptical, I guess you could say, where... Um, it, it's starting to look like things are turning around, but, um, you know, it, it's not screaming like this thing's about to, you know, explode. So uh, I, th I think in the, in the short term, it's just kind of a market where you just kind of sit back and, and watch and, and let the market tell you more. Absolutely. And then uh, before I let you go, tell us a little bit about how the email is going. You, uh, you recently launched it. It seems like it's growing pretty quickly. Um, but uh, just remind everyone about that, uh, that email that you send out uh, a couple times a week. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, every Friday I, I send out the newsletter on Pomp Substack, but then on Monday and then sometimes on Wednesdays, um, if needed, I send out a newsletter on my Substack, which is a BTC by WC3 
www.substack.com. Um, I think we're now up to almost 16,000 subscribers, um, which has been super awesome. You guys have been you know, super supportive. I appreciate it. Uh, but if anybody's not subbed to the newsletter, go ahead and do that. I would really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, listen, I'm enjoying this. I'm learning a ton. Uh, I think a lot of people are really enjoying uh, these videos. Uh, so thank you so much for doing this and uh, just keep us updated on what's going on on chain and uh, we'll do it again next Saturday. Thanks a lot, Pop. Take it easy, man.